Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. It is Wednesday, August the 5th. We are already five days into the week. School started, so maybe you need less help figuring out what day of the week it is. But it is also the first Wednesday of the month. And so with us, we have Decatur County RMC has brought us coffee with the mayor. And we have Mayor Josh Marsh with us today. How are you, sir? Fine. Good morning, everyone. And uh, happy Wednesday. Absolutely. It's hopefully going to be a sunny day today. We've had too many rainy days. That's right. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover this morning. So fill up the coffee cup and let's get started. I like it. So Board of Works meeting happened, but not a whole lot of excitement going on. Just some regular business. Yeah, pretty much administrative activities uh, took us through the 5 to 5.30, half an hour on Monday. And then um, that was all really, it was kind of a fairly boring meeting, if you will. But we still have to uh, check those boxes and get things purchased and contracts signed and different pieces like that. And then the city council meeting, though, had a lot. It was a very heavy agenda. I thought it would be longer than it was. Thank you for everybody being very uh, good with time. They were very good on that. So, But it started off with a couple public hearings on some alley and street vacations. Yeah, so it's always good. You know, we have to have public hearings by law when it comes to vacation of alleys and streets. So the St. Mary's property, uh, the former one near downtown, is worked on working on being sold by the archdiocese so they needed to clean up some uh, items surrounding the alleys that had traversed the property back in the 1800s that just had never really been completely formalized so andy Sholey, the county surveyor and uh, Sholey land surveying was on hand on behalf of the archdiocese to explain what he had found um, through that whole process we did have a couple people who came and um, spoke about their opinion and just had a couple questions really about what happens to the alley when it's vacated, does it get, become closed, um, and just different pieces like that. So it's always good to have public input. But then we also had a public hearing on the street vacation of 6th Street um, that runs from Anderson Street over to its terminus, which is the railroad, former railroad tracks behind KB. It's never been a road. It's never really even been an alley. It was just plotted as one. Again, the landowners were hoping to um, add that to their properties, so that will be split um, between the two property adjoining property owners. And uh, that was had a public hearing as well. Those both were later approved on first, and then rule suspended for second reading from the council in ordinance 2020-8 and 2020-9, respectively, on those. So they got that all cleaned up in a fairly quick and concise manner, but it was uh, just a little piece of land use uh, cleanup that the city council took on on Monday. Absolutely. And that whole thing was focused mostly on, at least for the alley vacation, was um, for the sale of the church property for St. Mary's. Correct. Um, You know, of course, as everybody knows, when you go to sell property, you have to sort of do a title search and you need a deed to the land and all that kind of things. And of course, the church has owned it for so long that it's never traded hands. So upon review, that's when it was discovered that some of the alley may have been vacated in the late 1800s and some of it wasn't. Um, None of it is currently an alley that is used not as almost a public street. It all seems to be on private property. Um, so it didn't seem to be an issue for the council to get that cleaned up in order to help facilitate the sale or uh, disposal of the property as the archdiocese sees fit. 
And pat on the back to Andy Sholey. I feel like looking back on the minutes of a city council meeting in 1883 had to be one, probably pretty exciting just because it was old and see how that went. But that's a lot of work to look back that far in minutes. Yeah, he did a really good job with it. Of course, you know, as a surveyor, he does a lot of that. But again, very rarely do you find a property that hasn't sold, you know, in 100 plus years. Sure. And it involves some type of city government business, even then about alley vacations. So, yeah, I'm sure that he had an interesting history moment uh, combing through that. I was surprised to know that you could even still find those, I guess. Same, actually. <laughs> Thinking I struggle. Because <laughs> looking... I can't even. I, I struggle looking about right. 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When we talk on Wednesdays, I have a hard time finding my agenda with notes on it from Monday. Um, <laughs> so much, uh, you know, getting back to uh, 100 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, that's A plus on all the, all the efforts of all the parts of people involved in that. So, well, during the after the public hearing, a regular business meeting occurred. And with that, there were some traffic um control changes for both 4th Street and Davidson. Yeah, so um, we have a traffic committee who reviews things occasionally, and we'll probably continue to do that. But uh, 4th Street in Ireland, which is uh, the intersection directly in front of the water plant, and with the water plant construction, we have closed Ireland. It used to go up and curve into 5th Street, if you recall, and we bought all of that land, closed the street to build the new water plant on. Um, and that made that intersection at Fourth and Ireland no longer a four-way crossing, um, but a three-way, just a typical T. And it is atypical to have a stop sign um, in an intersection like that. So we are going to remove the stop sign on Fourth Street running east and west. And so that will just be a thoroughfare. You won't have to stop there anymore and then it will just be a stop sign on ireland headed north and then the water plant um, is a driveway is a private driveway now so it would be respected as such and we're not going to remove it until construction is done so the ordinance was passed and then it will take effect upon substantial completion of the water plant this is just to help us clean it up a little bit it's an unnecessary traffic control device and as our city engineer, Ron May, likes to point out, stop signs mid-block actually increase mid-block speeds because people feel the need to make up that time that they lost by almost stopping at the stop signs. So um, that was the discussion on that one. But maybe more importantly, the one that matters is that Davidson Street and Warren Street. Hmm. Most people uh, don't realize that it's Warren and not Hendricks that comes into Davidson. We're talking about uh, just west of the high school there as you head north on Davison, maybe over to uh, Baruchel and that direction. There's a stop sign there at the bottom of the hill that I've seen countless people just blow through because it's oddly placed um, and doesn't make a lot of sense. So again, we're going to remove that one, I think, effective immediately upon second reading, which has to be done um, at the next meeting in September. So we're just sort of cleaning up a couple places like that. The traffic committee is interested in finding other locations in the community that need improvements and uh, and or changes. So those were the two that were discussed for that. And that one's the one I was curious, actually, too, if there was any concern that um, once the sign's gone, are we going to expect high school kids to be just blowing right through, you know, doing high speeds now because they won't be coming to a stop at that at that intersection 
Well, so it's kind of a weird street because this discussion was had in the traffic um, committee meeting as well. It's kind of a weird street for that because almost all of the school traffic either, you know, comes across Bears Shell and down Big Blue Avenue, um, which is the school's street um, parallel to this, to Davison, or turns on Central and goes in front of the high school or, and then turns into Big Blue. So it doesn't receive a ton of school traffic um, just because of the parallelness of Big Blue. Now, there is some. I'm not going to say there's none. <laughs> and, again, I think the, to Ron's, uh, the city engineer's point, uh, that stop sign in the middle tends to increase speeds through. Now, of course, we do still have a speed limit of 30 miles an hour, um, which you can slow down from and get back to very quickly if you're interested in that. So, again, I don't think it'll probably change a whole lot. And, of course, you know, GPD and Chief Bridges serves on our traffic control committee as well. He expressed some concerns about that. And, you know, we'll just uh, add a little bit more uh, police presence in that area and see what we come up with. Because I will say as a high schooler, I would, uh, you know, I, I had a friend, quote, unquote, that, you know, Big Blue's 20 miles per hour, but Davidson's 30. So if you're running late to school, you chose the 30 mile per hour road. Just saying. Well, you gotta gotta <laughs> obey speed limits when you're running late to school. I'm sure. Absolutely, always obey speed limits, and I would never be late to school either because that is wrong as well. Good thing kids are right. all this in school Jody- right now to not hear any of this. Right, this is Jody's friend, everyone. Yes, a friend, a friend of mine. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, back on track last at the city council meeting on Monday, the council approved an abatement for a new business. Yeah, some exciting information. Uh, Jeff Whitaker, who's a developer in town, is uh, planning to build it's called Pizza Craft. It is a pizza, brick-fired uh, pizza and craft beer restaurant out along Veterans Way near the retention pond or lake that's out there, if you're familiar with the area. And uh, the council approved a seven-year tax abatement for his investment in that business. So we're excited to see that. He is hopeful to get started on it in the next 30 days, um, but did not commit to an opening date. Uh, The council had asked that question, and he didn't have us a date in mind uh, to get it open. But he said he did plan to start um, within the next 30 days. So hopefully we'll see some good progress out there along Veterans Way. That is definitely exciting to hear some more businesses out on the new development. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be here with Mayor Josh Marks with the City of Greensburg. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. We are speaking with Mayor Josh Marsh. It is Coffee with the Mayor Day with Decatur County REMC. Thank you for bringing us the mayor. And, of course, the mayor, thank you for being here. Um, So let's talk about the... Amended garbage and trash fees that are going to or possibly are going to occur um, on water bills. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this last month as a preliminary. We've been talking about it for a couple months, really, since sure. we kind of got the bills for our garbage fees, um, including heavy trash and yard waste and things like that. The city has been subsidizing this fund very, very, very heavily for years as part of our governmental service. And it is time to sort of address this issue. We have not done a trash or a tipping fee increase in 16 years. So it is very, very outdated. Um, We currently charge $3.50 a month, and it costs us nearly $12 a month to provide these services um, to each house. 
So what we are proposing or what the, has been proposed by the street commissioner to the council is a increase to $12 a month to cover all of those fees and costs associated with um, garbage removal weekly, heavy trash twice a year, yard waste um, and brush weekly as well. So we proposed that. Um, the council had a discussion about timing and effects and what it would look like. Mark also had pulled nearly over 50 communities and what they are charging the average seems to be somewhere in the $17 range now we're a little bit uh, fortunate if you look at it this way that we have a landfill here in the county so our disposal transport cost is less than some communities who are trucking it much much further um, and we have all of the equipment in-house but that is part of the replacement cost as well so it's a it's a big discussion that's ongoing um, there is a discussion about if you have a second trash can um, at your home, it would not be another $12. It would be $5, which is the cost to dispose of the trash pretty much. Um, that way, because we're not paying you for, you're not paying for four heavy trashes a year. You're not paying for twice as much brush or um, the manpower or the machine to get there. It's just simply the trash fee. So that's uh, what we're looking at. It has been um, commented on some. Um, I've heard from a few people here in my office and, and a couple people have asked about it. It does seem to be the general consensus is it needs to happen. Um, it's outdated and we need to increase the fee. It also includes a 3% annum increase so that we don't get stuck like we did with a 16-year delay in the increase. So that's what we're looking at when it comes to that. So clearly I, an adjustment is necessary for sure. I think the questions that I've received the most are why so sharp so quickly? Because um, for some people, you know, $12 a month, that's not a big increase. That's $8.50 more now than that they're currently, uh, they would be currently paying now. But for some people, you do that math and that's $100 a year. And for people on um, fixed budgets, that's $102 that people don't have. And, and they've already experienced, you know, increases over the last few years with the water. And and so I think people are looking for just an explanation of um, exactly how it got to that so quickly. Well, it's based on, um, and it's, it's the real concerns, obviously, um, it's based on actual cost incurred. Um, it's not a profit generating business. It is just simply to cover our cost and the neglect for 16 years has led to this sharp increase all of a sudden, you know, if we went up and that's why we're putting in this annium raise is, you know, we expect tipping fees and labor and machinery costs to only go up. So we're building this in so that we don't have to have this discussion again um, per se in such a large number. And I think it's a couple things. One, it's 16 years of neglect Two, it's not a profit generating business. This is just what it cost us to cover it. And, um, you know, it's $8.50 more a month, but it is a service that is than what's currently being paid. It's a service that's provided um, weekly to every household. And we are currently losing over $400,000 a year in this endeavor. So it's one of those items that, you know, every bit that we would potentially delay it, we're not covering our cost. So it's maybe better to sort of rip the Band-Aid off immediately. Um, then try to phase it in. I, you know, there was discussion about the water rate increases a couple of years ago. Um, they phased it in over three years. And, you know, every year people claim, oh, there's another water rate. Well, it was the same as the one um, three years ago. 
it just was spread out. So, and that was for a project that will last um, decades, you know, it helped cover some of the cost with the new water plant construction project, which was needed. But, you know, we hadn't built a new water plant system since the 50s. So it's one of those items that we are behind now, we are catching up, and then we hope to stay ahead of in the future to prevent it from happening again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, trash talk is the top of mind conversation in Decatur County right now, probably among all households. And I don't mean they're talking bad about each other. It's just that not only is this affecting is city talking about trash fees increasing, but um, the county is addressing this evening um, expansion of the landfill. And with that, do you feel like this gives at least the city a leg to stand on in that discussion? Yeah, so last time that the landfill was before um, area plan with the county, um, we were president, the city was president, to discuss our cost. And again, the increase in trash fee cost here does not cover us transporting it anywhere but the Decatur County landfill or Decatur Hills landfill. So if the landfill isn't here, we would have to do a reassessment of this fee and charge more again because now we would have to truck it further away. So yeah, I think it is... um, one of those items that we are basing our cost on what's available to us. It's the most fiscally responsible thing to do. Um, and it is, for lack of better terms, an asset to our budget for them to be here. Whether the county approves um, the zoning or not as part of their duties is completely up to them. Well, and I'd also imagine that it's an asset for them to maintain the city of Greensburg's business as well. Yes, of course. <laughs> Well, another topic that was discussed that um, I feel like was uh, people are emotionally connected to, and that is um, there was discussion on changing payroll from being a weekly status to being biweekly. Yeah, this was something Clerk Treasurer Brenda Dwinger um, brought up and presented to the council and a discussion on moving weekly payroll to biweekly. We are one of the few places that still pays weekly. Um, You know, it's not a decrease for employees. It's simply just a change in the payroll status that allows our payroll person to have more time to work on HR activities, which is also part of her job. You know, we have 100 plus employees that work for us in a multitude of divisions and different pieces. So we constantly have um, some HR issues, FMLA issues, leave, um, insurance claims and requirements that need attention. So it would be good to have um, her more free instead of simply doing payroll every week we would gain probably half you know half of her time half of an employee's time to help us with those activities which is also a cost savings earlier this year we moved to uh, direct deposits and online uh, pay stubs so it's one of those items that it is a part of the change again it was something that brenda had presented there was some concern about the short timeline to implement it being in the middle of October, beginning of October, and the council had some concern about that. So what they did is they tabled the discussion um, until the 2021 salary ordinance and tentatively agreed to implement it starting quarter two of 2021 to give employees more time to prepare for the change. Absolutely. And as well as to ask any questions associated with that, because this is kind of a new concept. This was something that was brought up over the last week or so. It had been discussed a little bit longer, but yes, more publicly, um, it was brought up over the last week, week and a half. Well, that pretty much wraps up the meeting. But how are construction projects going right now in, in the city? 
Yeah, so in our couple minutes we've got left here, um, I want to remind everyone that the First Street project, I know it looks bad, it's really rough, the pavement's in bad shape. We are still waiting on our contractor to do that. The council did appropriate an additional 60000 on Monday for the first reading of that project to get a contractor to come help us uh, tear out down deep enough and then we'll have to get it poured back in and then get the paving crew back in. So First Street, we're still working on. Of course, if you've been through town recently, you realize Main Street is still tore up. The state of Indiana is INDOT. Is contractor is putting in the um, bridge structure over Gas Creek there. It did uh, sustain some damage over the weekend from our large amounts of rain, and they're having to do some site rebuilding and pieces like that. So it is still under construction. I don't have an end date. Hopefully it's by the end of the month. That would be uh, the original intention, but with the the delays, it may be a little bit longer. So we will keep an eye on that. Just be cognizant and careful as you drive through the neighborhoods in that area that those folks may not be as aware of the amount of traffic. And then, of course, with the school starting and junior high being right there, it's important to always be alert. Absolutely. And this is an important month, even though we already discussed trash. It's heavy trash month. We just cannot get away from trash. We can't. Um, heavy, trash <laughs> is, heavy Trash Week is coming um, August 17th through the 21st. It will be on your original trash day. So if your trash day is on Monday, it will be on Monday. If you're on Thursday, please don't set your stuff out on Sunday. Set it out on Wednesday or Tuesday at the earliest. We don't want it piled up along the streets too often. As a reminder, it is for residents who live in the city only and for your residents, not for your business or um, properties like that. It is for your personal residence and um, set it out and we'll pick it up. We will not pick up electronics, hazardous materials, or tires. So do not set those out. We will leave them. And uh, Talks Away Days is coming later this fall out at the fairgrounds. So you can be sure to drop those items off there then. But again, heavy trash um, in August will be August 17th through the 21st on your typical trash day. All right. Well, thank you very much to our sponsors, Decatur County REMC, for sponsoring Coffee with Mayor Josh Marsh. And, of course, always thank you to Batesville to go for sponsoring Coffee with Kaufman. And thank you, Mayor Marsh, for being on the show today. No problem. Thank you, everyone. And be sure to join Brentley and I each day for the Mayor's Daily Briefings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we'll catch you on the radio.